With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. The NFL's opening week was action-packed and it's just getting started. So get ready for week two of touchdowns, big plays, and even bigger wins with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. This week, new customers can bet just $5 on any football game and get $200 in free bets instantly. Want more action? Everyone can experience the thrill of DraftKings early win promotion. That is everyone. It's simple. This Sunday, bet on any NFL team to win. If your team leads by 10 at any point during the game, you get paid instantly, even if your team loses. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code DNVR to get $200 in free bets instantly when you place a $5 bet on any football game. That's code DNVR only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. You're welcome. Hi, you're welcome. Welcome, You're welcome to join us here as we talk about the Denver Broncos getting their first win of the season, first win with Russell Wilson. They did everything perfectly in this game. Nathaniel Hackett was fucking awesome. Russell mm-hmm. Wilson did so many good things with the football by throwing it at all the right places. The run calls were great. No clock management issues. And then the Cardinals did Broncos uh, fans solid and beat the Raiders in overtime. Yeah. Crazy. Crazy finishes. Of course, everything I just said about the Broncos is not exactly true. We're going to get into that. Uh, I got to mention, today's episode brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. Use code DNVR when you sign up at DraftKings to take advantage of them the way Nathaniel Hackett does not take advantage of the play clock or his timeouts in an effective manner. And my coffee company, BenchwarmerBrew.com. I've got delicious beans Coffee's a legal drug, so if you want me to be your drug dealer, do it at benchwarmerbrew.com. Okay, Will, we haven't talked about anything no. that happened in this we're game. Just, we're just going in. We're jumping in. We're going straight into this podcast. We're live right now. On yeah, I, I didn't even watch the game, so I'm just, you know. Oh, cool. <laughs> yeah. Um, I wish I hadn't. Dude, no, the game. I mean, uh, um, what can you say about a win other than it's a win? It's a win, baby. It it truly doesn't matter how you get a win. Was this the most concerning victory of all time? Sure. Sure. Uh, Sure. Was it the Houston Texans? Yes. Um, Is Nathaniel Hackett the worst coach in the NFL? No, because Josh McDaniels is is still with the Raiders. So 
He they was for do. about 15 minutes, and then Josh McDaniels went back and, and uh, reclaimed his throne. Yeah. I mean, to give credit to Josh McDaniels, he did not fumble twice there in overtime. Um, <laughs> and we, we didn't blame that on Hackett last week, but uh, yeah. Thank you, Josh McDaniels, for the first time since, uh, you know, drafting some really solid players like uh, Demarius Thomas and Eric Decker. Uh, you did something good for the Broncos. Um, okay, first, the Raiders, they they did a great job of losing that game. Uh, yes. There was, back, there was like back-to-back plays where they complete some passes, and both times they fumble – the Raiders recover it the first time. The second time, the Chargers scoop and score, or the Cardinals scoop and score, nearly throw the ball out of the end zone for a touchback. But uh, my advice, if you're running for a big touchdown in a football game, your first instinct shouldn't be to throw the football as soon as you get into the end zone. Hold on to that thing forever. Anyway, that takes down the Raiders, so they haven't won yet which means the Broncos are in third place. Uh, Russell Wilson gets the victory, completing just 14 passes on 31 attempts. So that's less than 50% uh, completions. Few drops there. I think like maybe we'll say three drops, two or three drops. So he should have had like 16. He still would have been, you'd been just barely over 50%. Yeah. I, I mean, the this is one of those games where, I know because I, I quote tweeted uh, Nate Tice of The Athletic. Thank you. Hey, no. and, yeah. Oh, thank you. And that was when he was like two of nine to start the game. And everybody was already, you know, dunking on Russell Wilson as they want to do. Um, and I said, like, try watching the game. Because he w- he was on target for like all but one of them. Uh, Judy had a drop. Uh, Albert O had a terrible drop. I don't think he caught another pass today. Yeah. Tyree Cleveland had a drop. Tyree Cleveland had a drop. Um, Russell was not like the, you know, the box score scouts will look at this um, and used against him, but Russell Wilson was not the problem today whatsoever. Was he like on fire? No. Um, Was he pretty sharp? Yeah. When they needed a play and they needed to move to move the ball, he got it done. So, yeah, I mean, mm, I don't know about I, I don't know if I'd say sharp, but you're right. The box score definitely won't tell the full story for Russell Wilson. Uh, I would like to see Russ make some plays just one or two times with his legs uh, in a game. I yeah. thought he had a chance to run uh, one time in the, the red zone, and he didn't. I think there's communication issues between Hackett and Russell Wilson. But this game, like, there was three. Like, if you're Broncos fans, there are three things you're really concerned about. Your head coach slash clock management slash play calling. Yeah. Um, which this is part of the head coach, but penalties, discipline, yeah, the, that's the part of the story that Russ is going to hurt Russ that doesn't get told. 
it felt like the Broncos of the last two years where every time they did something positive, they almost immediately fucking negated it with some penalty. There's delay a game again, which you should not see at home ever, especially with a quarterback yeah. as good as Russell Wilson. And then um, the, the final thing I was going to say was I want to see Russ take more command of the game. Like, I get that there's some problems with Hackett, but I thought getting a guy like Russ eliminates some of those where I think, I don't know if Russ doesn't feel empowered yet or if this is just who he is. Richard Sherman kind of alluded to it uh, in his podcast earlier in the week. But Russ should just take over the game in those situations and not fucking wait for his coach. Like, Russ has earned the right to just be like, I saw some things. I wanted to run these plays. If it doesn't work out, I don't think Hackett's going to care. But I just want to see Russ take control of the game, and we haven't seen that. Uh, The the one thing I want to see is I think Hackett should give up play calling, and he should just focus on managing the game. Are Are you sure it's not the other way around? Should he just do play calling and then have someone else manage the clock maybe? Well, I mean, I don't know if that's what you do as a head coach. I don't know if you can do that as head coach, but uh, I was thinking like Ajiro Evero, you know, minus that first half against Seattle, he looks awesome. Um, I think maybe only two games in, I feel like you still have the warranty on Hackett. Yeah, yeah. Um, Just keep him as OC. Uh, promote Evero to head coach and profit. Okay. I mean, you know, you get yeah. 60 days, right? It's only been two weeks. Yeah. What's Walmart's return policy on exactly. their players, right? Yeah. And Hopefully coaches. it's like the Costco oh. policy where they just take anything. Yeah. Oh, the, so yeah. <laughs> oh, do you, you bought it from here? Sure. We'll take it. The third thing was injuries. That was another yeah. part of the story. Fuck. Obviously, that's not an that. excuse. But when your number two receiver goes down, you already have your other number two receiver receiver gone in Tim Patrick, and your other should be the guy who should jump into the number two role and KJ Hamler not playing. That's dicey. You lose Pat Sertan in this game to a shoulder injury. So Jerry Judy goes down with a rib injury. You lose your number one corner. I thought the Broncos secondary, even without Pat Sertan in the defense, played pretty well. Yeah. They got pressure on Davis Mills. I'm high on Davis Mills, but not like I think he's a great quarterback. I just thought he was the most decent quarterback from last year. Uh, he, if he were, if Davis Mills were a really good quarterback, I think he would have taken over this game at some point, yes. and the Texans would have gotten a win. If the Broncos played anybody but the Texans, they probably would have lost. But injuries are—that's a problem right now. Two weeks in, and we've got an injury problem. Yeah, I mean, you just hope it's not serious again. Um, And this is like a total hindsight comment, but um, the whole point of not playing your your players in the preseason was to avoid injury. And it turns out um, they were not sharp to enter the season. I don't know if that would have been fixed by playing in the preseason. And now they're all just getting injured in the first two weeks anyway. Yeah. So I don't know. Maybe this, you know, maybe the geniuses who say you should never take a snap in the uh, preseason should, you know, watch what Andy Reid and Sean McDermott and the good coaches do and and say, huh, you know, maybe there is some merit to getting 
players live reps of football, especially when they haven't played, they haven't even played a game together yet. Yeah. Well, it's just like, well, Sean McVay does it. Sean McVay does it. Well, he's Sean McVay, and he's really good at everything else. And they also yeah. lost in, in week one. And almost. And almost lost. The Falcons undo their They almost work. broke the Falcons' curse today. Yeah. They, would, the, would the Rams have taken on the curse had that occurred? Yeah, it's like the movie It Follows, <laughs> where you pass it to the next person. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, I wanted to highlight, like, we focused on the negative. We did get a win. It was ugly. It did yeah. not feel good in any way. But Corlin Sutton stepped up. Dude showed up, should have had a touchdown, but his foot was a it was a Kevin Durant size, just a little too big. Mm-hmm. Sutton catches a touchdown on the side of the side of the end zone. We thought was a touchdown. It got called back. And now we have to worry about the Broncos being cursed in the red zone. Um in the goal line area, because they can't score from that. Like the only they got a touchdown, but it was outside of the red zone. So yeah, yeah. I don't know how Incredible. they're gonna fucking score moving forward. But Sutton played well, and we saw later in the game from Cortland Sutton is when Russell Wilson had to make a play, he was going to Sutton. Yeah. And outside of one play where uh the Texans wrestled the ball away from Sutton, like it was just a weird kind of play. It ended up in an interception. He was very good. Back to the Sutton touchdown, Will. Mm-hmm. They called the exact same play after it doesn't count. Yeah. Do you like that? That's one of those plays I feel like if he makes it, everybody's like, oh, great play call. If he doesn't, it's like, why would you do the exact same play two times in a row? I like the original play call. Like they were, yeah. Sutton was like clearly exerting a little bit of dominance over Derek Stingley in this game. And I thought, hey, if you're going to go one-on-one, let's do it. Let's give him a shot. And yeah, uh, it worked out except for, you know, Cortland Sutton's toe was a little too long. Yeah. And it should have been a touchdown. Um, but, no, I don't like the idea of uh, calling the same play twice, to be perfectly honest. Yeah, felt like maybe that one should have been a run. But I don't – like it's hard because we saw them running in the yeah. red zone last weekend and there were fumbles – I think you got to show that you trust your running backs in those situations. And it just felt like the Texans knew what they were going to do. The Texans aren't a great football team, but I would say they have like a, a, a competent defense. They do. So, yeah. Like Lovey Smith for all of his faults. And there are quite a few knows how to call a defense. Yeah. So I am concerned just 16 points for the offense two weeks in a row. We did it, dude. We, we, <laughs> we managed to do it. Yeah, 16 we, points, the curse of 16. That was the the number, right? Like the yeah. last two years or whatever? Yeah. Yeah. It's back. The Red it's Oak incredible. Back. <laughs> Russ has not eased my uh, fears about any of that. Um, Defensively, I wanted to point out, I thought Draymond Jones was pretty good. Yeah, Draymond uh, was great. Uh, Randy Gregory. Yeah. Um, I, I think – you know, this game could have looked a lot different, actually. Um, but we had we had two strip sacks where the yes. ball just went directly to an offensive lineman for the second week in a row. This happens. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So eventually the ball is going to bounce our way on defense. Um, and uh, we're going to make a big play sooner or later that, like, totally shifts the tide of the game. Yeah. 
I think that I think maybe some up tempo offense, some hurry up offense might help a little bit. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> yeah, that maybe the crowd wouldn't be call, uh, you know, counting down the play clock. Yeah, I think that was nice of the crowd. I think it just that was, shows yeah. how, how good of kind. fans uh, Broncos uh, the Broncos have. One of the worst scenarios, though, it was third and inches in this game. Yes. Okay. I want to get into this, Will, after I shout out the sponsor of today's episode, DraftKings Sportsbook. Um, I was very, I made a, a, a parlay bet today where I stacked a bunch of quarterbacks and took the over on the passing yards. And I think I would have hit, but Matt Ryan just tanked early. Yeah. Early, killing that bet for me. But if you want to do a little bit of the sports book betting, use our code DNVR at DraftKings. You download the app. Uh, new customers can bet $5 on any football game and get $200 in free bets. You got two games tomorrow, okay? Monday night, you got two Monday night games. It's still good for those. And everyone can experience the thrill of DraftKings early win promotion. It's simple. This Sunday, bet on any NFL team to win. Oh, Sunday's over. Maybe this still doesn't apply. Maybe you can do it Monday night. Maybe you can do, do it Monday. Monday. Do it Monday. I'm in between updates on these. But you can get paid instantly if your team leads by 10 points at any time, even if your team loses. The point is download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. They've got great offers for existing customers and new customers all the time. Code DNVR, $200 in free bets instantly for $5 bet on any football game. <sighs> Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply see show notes for details okay third and inches will this is where i think play calling really showed to be bad very bad they run what would you call the play they ran to beck yeah so i think it was a fullback sweep option right sweep right option yeah so they give it to their H back, not the fastest guy, not the shiftiest guy. He's a receiver, but, you know. He's he's a tight end, fullback, receiving I'll, hybrid. I'll give him credit. They gave it to a player who the defense probably did not expect to have the ball. That's fair. <laughs> and maybe you should give him in that situation a quick line to a quick hole to read, to try and get to the first down instead yeah. of running all the way to the sideline where you're deciding whether you're going to pitch it out to Javante Williams or cut up and get the first down. Guess what? Neither one happened. They took a loss there mm-hmm. and then they don't know what they're going to do in this situation. So it's fourth in a couple yards. It's a long field goal. All this time comes off the clock. 54 yards. Yeah. Then they bring out, they were going to bring out McManus. Uh huh. Wait, did, was there a penalty that pushed him they, back? And they then did. They, they brought out McManus. Then there was a, he kicked it, but there's a delay of game. He made the field goal, and the, the delay of game pushed him back five yards. And then they sent right. out Waitman to punt. Pretty That's tough sequence happened. right there. It that was, was like the thing that got Hackett totally roasted. Yeah. You can't do that. 
can't have it. This this is like the biggest screw up in a game where they sent out a punt return unit without a returner. Yes, that also happened. And we know uh, to be fair, uh, we don't know if like that was Montreal Washington's fault or the coach's fault. I'll just say, I don't know. I don't know. We'll have to hear about that. They cannot beat the Chargers or the Chiefs right at, of this as the uh, of this very moment. Luckily, we yeah, no, when we play all. one of those guys, uh, we'll, we'll, brother, we'll cross that bridge when we come to it. <laughs> we're hey, we're on to San Francisco. <laughs> we're on to San. Is that who we play next? Oh, yeah, yeah. on Sunday night football. So, oh, um, cool. People should take it easy on us. We're both one and one. Wow. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Like, here's here's a good spin. To win this game with how it was coached, we might have the best, deepest roster in the NFL. <laughs> That's okay, fair. So this one is purely on the players. That's an optimism take. Yeah, we might have the best roster, the best players, the best talent out there. To pull off a win under these circumstances, like, come on. They, yeah. they were fighting uphill against their coach all day. They were. They're fighting against their coach. They're fighting against themselves. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Delay a game for McManus that resulted in a punt. That was the low point of the game. And there, dude, there's a lot of contenders for that. <laughs> uh, yeah, thank you, Sinfi, for the super chat. On the bright side, we have a good defense. Defense is looking all right. Defense looks great. I want to know more about Pat Sertan's injury. Yes. Uh, I, we need him next week for the 49ers. <laughs> I actually think um, Damari Mathis came in and made a couple of plays. Yeah. He, like, I didn't even realize he was in the game because I didn't know Sertan was hurt yet. And then yeah. he defended a pass, and I was like, oh, that's, that's a nice play by the Rook. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Thomas. Was Thanks, yeah, Thomas. Fun. It was a game. Yeah. <laughs> fun, maybe not. Oh, yeah. The special teams curse. So it's funny because we've changed coaching staff. Some players have come in and out. Special teams has been a problem. Penalties. I wouldn't say penalties were a huge problem, but penalties in – it was like once the Broncos got close to the red zone, that was the joke last year. They were going to start committing penalties. Now they just do penalties all the time. So they've gotten yeah, they're equal opportunity uh, penalty makers, and some of them, just the like a you know like a personal foul or holding, you know that's one thing, but the procedural penalties are so so frustrating because it's just like a, it's like the thing about the Raiders in the 21st century. It's like they they have all these like they're not sharp. Yeah. They have all these procedural penalties, false starts, delay of games. It's just it's kind of indicative of an overall lack of discipline. Yeah. There was a false start on the Broncos. They were trying to run down the clock at the end of the game. Yeah. And yeah, they're doing there the four a minute third, A third down, I think. Or maybe a second at that point. It doesn't fucking matter. But like as a, like the defense knows you're gonna run it. You know you're going to run it. You know Russ might be trying to get the defense to jump. The only thing you got to do is not move, not flinch. 
and there's a false start in that yeah. situation uh that's infuriating because yeah, then we gave right. we gave the texans the ball back yeah they didn't yeah, do anything with to, it with a chance to tie the game up potentially go for yeah. two and win but if that were if that were herbert if that were mahomes yeah not really worried about the car if that was Brady, if that was Aaron Rodgers, and they all got the ball back with just less than a minute, no timeouts, but those fucking guys don't need it. Yeah. They don't need it. Yeah. Um, no, you're, you're totally right. Like, that part is so concerning. Um, I mean, again, to spin it again. All these things are fixable. They yeah, are fixable. Fixable things. Um, I would say in terms of coaching – Hackett, um, it felt like he took a step back today. Yeah, it wasn't better. That's what's it wasn't better. That's what bothered I know me. We, we talked about it on Wednesday, how we were like a little concerned with how he took responsibility for the for the missed um I don't know what, what you would call it, just a, the bad decision at the end of the Seahawks game, but he didn't really take responsibility for it. He kind of um, yeah. he deferred it a little bit, I guess. And I thought that was a bad sign. And now it's just like he's like the embodiment of the like swirly Mr. Krabs meme where like the pressure is getting to him and he has no idea what he's doing out there. Do you ever just get that feeling where you've just like totally dug yourself a hole? Yeah. Like that is that's how he had to be feeling. It's sink or swim. There are a lot of Jaguars fans telling me this is why we got rid of him. Um, I don't get that though. What does that even mean? He wasn't a. He wasn't managing the clock. He wasn't running the team in Jacksonville. Like, was he just their OC? He was just their OC. Yeah. Congrats to you, Jacksonville fans. You got so much better after he left. <laughs> Give me a break. He was a QB coach, then OC. Yeah. Um, that's what I like when I was saying earlier that he should, to me, okay, if I got a head coaching job in the NFL, even if I was a very good play caller, I would not be calling plays yeah. while head coaching. Yeah, that's a good point. Like that, you, you might have. It's a Figured it's it a out. weird hard skill set, and look how long it took Andy Reid to get it locked down. In terms of what was the narrative about him for so long, is he would fuck up games yeah. based on clock management at the end of the games. Like he was still a very good head coach, like his teams performed, but like balancing all that shit, like when you're trying to figure out when you should use timeouts, like some guys can do it well. I'm not sure Hackett is that guy. And I think if you take that off your plate, you got to trust Outen or I don't know, Kubiak, one of those yeah. guys to be your, your play caller or a, some combo of both. Everything goes through to like, I don't know what their setup is, but it feels like that's all a little bit too much. And maybe once you get the feel for how you need to be a head coach, you can come back and get that part into it and you can use your smarts as a play caller by putting in the you know the game plan and the plays you want to script and all that stuff uh 
Last week, a lot of their boots and play action were working early, and it felt like we saw almost none of those plays this yeah. week. Yeah, it was just like straight drop back kind of stuff. Yeah, and it felt like they refused to run the ball on more than like one play in a row. It was like, okay, <laughs> yeah. pick up five yards. We did a great job with the run. Now let's throw it. Doesn't work. Let's throw it again. Oh, fuck, we got a punt. Like when, when you're getting five yards of carry, just keep doing it until you don't get first downs. You're yeah, going to wear out the defense. It was like a rare situation where the running game was working, and yet they felt it felt like there was no rhythm yeah. to it whatsoever. Um, and they, you know, this was like both guys were over four and a half yards per carry, Gordon and, and Javante. Javante was like well over five, I think. And that was without like busting any long runs. They, it was very yeah. consistent. Yeah. Um, speaking of Javante, actually, he has an interesting quote um, that just came up. Um, so I'm just going to read this uh, tweet. Javante Williams on the crowd counting down the play clock. Quote, we started clicking after they did that. We might need them to do that every game. <laughs> Let Javante cook. I see it in the chat. Uh, oh, yeah. Well, that's not a great sign, but he's probably being funny, maybe. I think he's probably, yeah. I think probably. Let's hope. Let's hope. I think some runs will break off for bigger plays, too. That will help the offense. Um, What was I going to say? Oh, okay. So, Russell Wilson, 14 passes, 219. Touchdown, a pick. And the, the pick, pick wasn't his fault. Wasn't really his fault, but he threw to a covered Cortland Sutton. He's just trusting Sutton's going to make the play there. It was bizarre. Like, I'm not going to put it on him. But next week, like you said, they're going to get Jimmy Garoppolo in the 49ers. Trey Lance broke his foot today. Yeah, Jimmy Garoppolo, 13 to 21 for 154 yards and a touchdown. But the 49ers beat the Seahawks 27 to 7. So, you know, a lot must have went poorly for the Seahawks. Didn't watch it. It was happening at the same time. DJ DJ Dallas is on the stat sheet with a pick. Yeah, that was a cra- if you get a chance, go back and watch that play. Because they had four running backs on the field. And they threw an interception with one of those wow. running backs. That's hilarious. Yes. Yeah. I think they used up all their uh, um, good vibes in week one. Hold on. I'm banning some spam. Boom. Thank you, guys. Okay. My point, though, Jimmy G probably didn't do more than Russ in that game and the 49ers handled the Seahawks. So I think our assessment that the Seahawks are not a good football team. They just had a good half. The Broncos with the, the truth is the Broncos are probably a lot worse than we want to even admit at this point, at this very moment, we don't even want to admit at how bad they might be. No, but they are good. They have, they're a collection of good players. Yeah. They've been that. And now we need the But they have no, but they they also have a good quarterback too. And we need to see the quarterback elevate them. Like you yeah. can talk about like the stuff that didn't go go uh correctly for Russ, but it hasn't felt like he's been able to 
outplay the mistakes around him, whether it's his fault or not. Yeah, he was also throwing a Tyree Cleveland, Kendall Hinton. He threw a touchdown to Eric Salbert. Kendall Hinton's a hell of a thing. Yeah, then that was a great catch by Salbert. Too. Was, he, he atoned for last week's, um, I wouldn't call it a drop, but missed opportunity. Yeah. But um, I'm not, I, my concern levels with Russ are just, they're not there. No, I'm not saying like concern. I'm saying I'm still waiting to see the version of Russ that I, I know is there. Does that yeah. make sense? Yeah, that's fair. I'm, I'm with okay. you. Okay. I think that's enough for this post game recap. Will, um, yeah. any final thoughts before we leave? Um, I've never felt like this after a win. <laughs> I have. I for I've certainly have. I'm tr- the uh, maybe the Washington game last year. Oh yeah, that was a good. That one. That was a weird victory for sure. Wasn't that back to back Williams and Gordon like fumbles in that game? Yeah. Yeah. We got Gordon's fumble back, but then we lost the Javante Williams fumble. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, I don't, you know, let's um, let's all exercise a little patience. Yep. I hey, know the Bears are wants to. the Bears are up on the Packers right now, seven to three. So yeah. this football, so far, this is a bizarre start to a football season. Yeah, man. Let's um, next week game. will be a big litmus test. Here, if we look bad against the Colts on Thursday night football, then I'm gonna panic. That's when I'm gonna panic because I think the Colts. Yeah. If we don't click by then, yeah, that might be concerning. Do we have three home games in a row? Maybe. I think we do. The Raiders did choke. Yes. Thank you for that super chat. We've got the 49ers, and then no, we go to we go to Las Vegas, and then we play the Colts. So we've got three big games coming up. Yeah, I'll say. Before we get the Jets. So we got 49ers, Raiders, Colts, Chargers, then the Jets. Whew. Buckle up, Broncos country, because this Buckle ride up, is going to throw you through a fucking windshield, and you better <laughs> have a goddamn motorcycle helmet on to protect you. Yeah. But maybe We're going to we start get, riding, though. We're going to start hey, riding soon. Here's the slogan. If we survive the crash, we'll... We might be pretty good. I like it. All right. We're, we're leaving now. Let's ride. Let's do the riding. <laughs> the NFL's opening week was action-packed, and it's just getting started. So get ready for week two of touchdowns, big plays, and even bigger wins with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. This week, new customers can bet just $5 on any football game and get $200 in free bets instantly. Want more action? Everyone can experience the thrill of DraftKings early win promotion. That is everyone. It's simple. This Sunday, bet on any NFL team to win. If your team leads by 10 at any point during the game, you get paid instantly, even if your team 
loses. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code DNVR to get $200 in free bets instantly when you place a $5 bet on any football game. That's code DNVR, only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details.